So Matt Evans from Keys, thanks very much for uh, talking to us today. Grew up in Aberystwyth, is that right? No, I didn't grow up in oh, okay. Aberystwyth. Okay. I, I, I studied in Aberystwyth. I started. Oh, okay. I, st- okay. I, I mean, it's, 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 you know, I, I started a degree there, but I didn't finish it. You know, so I'm, I'm teaching students now, and I, you know, I actually flunked my first degree. Uh, yeah. There, there is a story behind it, though. It was all part of that um, cool Cymru thing. You know, the first time round. You know, that horrific phrase, cool Cymru. Yeah, I was never comfortable oh, oh, with it. Yeah, we got signed basically. You know, I was a student up there. And um, okay. I was in my third year yeah. and it was like, what do I do? Do I do my dissertation mm. or do I sign to, you know, two pure records, the Stereolab's label and, uh, and go, wow. on tour around, go on tour around the UK. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do that. You know, I was like 23 or something. So I, yeah. so I did that instead, you know, and then, and then um, saw the error of my ways a few years later. And I, maybe then, not. Uh, maybe not. And then I went back to um, Newport Uni then to study oh, okay. a degree. You know, yeah. And I actually finished it then um, in documentary uh, film and television with the wonderful Chris Morris, Professor Chris Morris. Oh, crazy a, Chris. Yeah, he was a brilliant lecturer. I bet. Um, um, huge influence on, on me, actually. Hmm. Um, and um, yeah, that, that, was, that was great. I'm so glad I did that. I actually went back to... Because Newport Uni was more art school, really. You know, Aberystwyth yeah, yeah. Uni was is a red brick and all that. And so yeah. I, I didn't really, I, I just didn't connect with it. I mean, I loved, I loved reading. I did English literature. I, lo- I love reading and things and uh, you know and all that. But I didn't really connect with the university. Whereas the Newport Art School, I just fitted right in. You know, with a bunch of other crazies, really, who just wanted to, you know, experiment and and test things. You know, and brilliant. And it was very early days of sort of digital uh, editing software. I think we were on like Final Cut Pro 5 or 6 or something. And Pro Tools was just coming in, you know, and I'd grown up, you know, in analog and cassette and record. And then all the things you could do with digital technology, it was just so, you know, I was, it was just, it was just great, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But looking at Aberystwyth, because um, how did you get signed for, from there? By the way, was it was it was was there an Aberystwyth music scene? Or yeah, there was a bit of a scene. There. Okay. there was there was a bit of a scene there, and a, a band prior to us called the Crockets. Yeah, the Crockets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they were an ABBA band. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, and um, uh, and they we did a single release with them. We did a, a double A side um, with them. Was this um, Murray the Hump? Yeah, Murray the Hump yeah. days. That's right. Yeah, we did a double A side, and uh, you know it did really well, sold out, got really good reviews in all the kind of indie mag. Because back then there was just loads of indie magazines, you know. Yes. The Barfly magazine, Melody Maker, Enemy, all these, all these, you know, and the, the readership was like huge back yeah. then as well. You know, sort of, I I, I could, couldn't think of the number, but. No, it was massive, uh, wasn't it? It was massive readership yeah. with these yeah. with these magazines. So if you got in those magazines, I guess it's this it's the equivalent now of um, you know, um getting on six music or something, you know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's that sort of thing. You yes. the the amount of attention it would give you. So so um so again on again in those magazines, obviously we um we 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 were no noticed by London labels I just I don't know it's all a bit you know like a lot of people uh you know who, who are in bands I guess it's all a bit hazy that period you know yeah but I just yeah. seem to be I just seem to remember we were in London all the time you know it was Aberystwyth in London fair old trip isn't it yeah we were do- yeah, exactly it was a killer yeah we were just yeah. doing loads of gigs in in London and um hmm. and there was a bit of a buzz um back then you know lots of A&R would come up to showcase think- gigs yeah, well, well, we didn't well. really go in for that showcase thing. I think we tried yeah. to we tried to avoid that because yeah, I never liked it. Yeah, it was always um, it was all you know you you sort of see these bands and it seemed like the be all and end all for them was to get signed, and it was like well you know that's not why we're doing it. we're not doing it to sign we're doing it because we want to write good songs and you know and and sort of build a following really so we didn't really go down the showcase route and I think that aloofness kind of made. It did a bit more attractive in a way, and so A and R guys would come out to Aberystwyth, and they they wow. do that six hour drive from London. Yeah, they'd come wow. all the way to meet us and things, and it was like so. We had um, I can't remember their names now. If Guion, one you know, the, my, uh, my good friend and 
fellow band member was with me. He he he's good with the names. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just had loads of guys come down from Warner's, Virgin, London Records. What, you know, what year just, was that, Matt? Was it's, that it's probably about yeah, late nineties. Yeah, late nineties. Okay. Yeah, fag fag end of the nineties, ninety eight, ninety nine, yeah. something like. So, like that. you say, the cool Camry thing kind of happened, sort of mid mid to tail end of nineties. Yeah. So, so it was it was after that, but yeah. But um, you know, uh, we we would definitely, you know, people would say, oh, you're like the next Gorkies or you're the next Furies yeah, yeah, or something, yeah, yeah, which yeah. was which was obviously impossible shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, but but it was um, yeah, they obviously they paved the way those guys did. Um, you know, Gorkies and the furries particularly for me you know those are the bands mm. that i really admired from that scene and they they kind of made it made wales welsh music it could be taken a bit more seriously then you know yeah i mean that's a different story almost a different story again because that cool camry thing i mean i always thought of it myself was a bit of an urban myth really it was like just like just like a media construct you know just a hand a handy thing you know let's have two things to start with c and put them together you know <laughs> yeah. but like with, with 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 wales um Prior, prior to the fact, you know, we said about A and R. A and R are to me like like lemmings, you know, you lead them to the cliff and they kind of jump over. So they they just went from place to place to place. And you know, like you say, there were those bands, Catatonia, those bands were, were coming through, and then all of a sudden Wales was the place to go. But before that, you couldn't even get them over the bridge. And yeah. they are then all driving all the way down to Aberystwyth. Was that anything anything to do with the Crockett's breaking through? Was it like a buzz going on? That, you know, let's go to West Wales. That's where it's at now, sort of thing. Um. I, I yeah possibly it possibly had something to do with the Crockett's but um, I think you know I think it was down to us really the I think press we, coverage obviously did did a lot for you yeah the press coverage and we we did record some really good demos I think we did some we did some great demos in fact I think the demos are probably better than the, the I hate you when that happens yeah. of Mur Murray the Hump yeah, yeah with Murray the Hump I was so like you know I was again it was before I went to Newport Art School and I was. I was it was it was the it was like the song you know it was all about the song for me and I I didn't really pay that much attention to the to the studio hmm. uh, but then I'd end up with these recordings that I didn't like and then you start to realize oh, hang on it's the songwriting and the production you've got to get yes both. yes it's yes. not it's, it's not one or the other you you've got to you've got to get both right and I think I spent years then processed in that you know I I, I you know my emphasis I tried to move my focus away from songwriting towards production probably dropped the ball with songwriting because I was dwelling on the production so much. And mm. it's just finding that balance then, yeah, which I think yeah. I've got now. I've got some sort of handle on both of them are of equal importance. You know, the so it's the record, isn't it? You know, that's what Brian Wilson was was chasing after. You know, it's it's not just the song, it's not just the production, it's both and that's the record. So, yeah, um, I, yeah, I wouldn't encourage you to go quite as you know severely down that route as Brian Wilson. Well, I've got a sandpit in my home record, in my home studio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. So you, 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 you when you uh, came out of Newport, then did did that sort of take you into lecturing and teaching at that time, or not? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was it. I mean, that that was um, that was the. Um, I didn't I didn't expect to to go down that route. But as I say, I think Chris Morris was was a real influence on me because he he was such a brilliant lecturer and he was so inspiring that I you know I got completely seduced by. The idea of adult learning and you know just a, a kind of safe space where you can experiment and sort of realize what learning can be you know it isn't just you know being sort of talked at by a lecturer and here's mm. some facts and information that i'm now going to pass on to you and you're going to trot out to me you know it, it was it was a more kind of um elastic concept really learning and and it was uh reflective and it was dynamic and and all these things and he just encouraged this um this sort of environment of experimenting and play, creative play, and um, I, I just, I, I just thought it was, um, you know, and I, and I could see parallels between that and being a musician. Really, you know, yes. there's a show you put on, and mm -hmm. you know, you want to entertain, but you also you want to have something more than just, you know, just sort of uh, smoke and mirrors and what have you. <laughs> content, you want content as well. So I yeah. saw these parallels, and I and and it just sort of, it just suited. I think it suits my. Um, my kind of you know my psyche my psychology my, my psychology uh, be, be, you know the, like it's a way you can you can put creativity into being a teacher um so after after i graduated at newport um i took a job with with newport uni um in tradiga of all places 
because Tradiga is in Blaenau Gwent, you know, as part of the Newport, um, you know, county. Yeah. Um, and I worked in um, the um, CCLL there, you know, Community for Lifelong Learning. Oh, yeah. And they had some satellite campuses in Tradiga, Ebu Vale, New Tradiga, um, Tolvine. maybe. All around. They, they didn't have a cross keys. Well, they, okay. They, I came cross later. Keys. Would that be would that be Newport? Would it cross keys? I'm not yeah, sure. Is it, is maybe it, that's maybe that's uh, you know um, Ontario, Mo- Glamorgan's. Uh, yeah. Domain. Yes. So this is pr- this is prior to the merger, you know. Okay. So I was wo- so I was working in Newport, um, putting on events, um, building websites, and all just stuff like that, you know, as part of um, mm. part of the CCLL, CCLL. And then I met um, you know my boss there was Jeremy Gass. Uh, he you know proper old school socialist from from Newport Union. He run. He ran the um, community centre for lifelong learning. Well, he he ran this strand of it, which was the satellite campuses called the community in the uh, uh, community universities in the valleys. Okay. He ran this strand. So we had, they had funding. Yeah. And he was a big influence on me then. Again, this idea of you know the, the value of adult education. So he hmm. he's he's a great, he retired now, Jeremy. But you know uh, any any chance to drop his name in for anyone who is listening. You know, he he's a he's an amazing man, actually, Jeremy Gas. Gentle, gentleman. Yeah, I don't know him at all, actually. Well, he was Newport. He's yeah, like, yeah. So know. I didn't really spend time at Newport. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, so interesting what you're saying about there about creativity. You know, uh, particularly at the moment, with where we're at with music and where we're at with this COVID nineteen and where we're at with this kind of spinning circle of occasional lockdowns and, and <laughs> yeah. musicians going out of business and venues going bust and and everything else how important is is the notion you know within your teaching and your performance stuff really uh, of, of creativity how much does kind of creativity matter to you and how much does it sort of run through what you do oh it's, it's central um you know it's it's absolutely at the heart of my teaching and my practice as well the idea of creativity um and you know it's central to how i um assess work you know how i you know is how i how i that's form, interesting form the way that i deliver work um mm. and trying to get get to grips with the concept of creativity has really helped me as a songwriter as well mm. understanding that it's it's you know we can we can easily think creativity is this kind of uh, free, unbridled, sort of, you know, oh, it's the inspiration and everything. But actually, creativity is, 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 it's that, that, that is part of creativity. But the other part of creativity, thinking about, say, Ken Robinson's definition of it, you know, it's I love origi- Ken Robinson's stuff. Yeah, yeah. Original thought that has value, you know, and yeah. that, that's key, isn't it? Having value, having an audience, connecting, giving, giving meaning to an audience. And yeah. that's where the craft comes in then. So yeah. it's the inspiration, the original thought, but also the idea of, all right, how can we craft this original thought now into something that has meaning for an audience? And that, that's where, you know, the, the, the teacher can come in a bit and, and sort of help sort of shape and, and, and give their experience to students crazy thoughts, you know. Perhaps. It's almost in a way a little bit like, I suppose, a producer working with, with a creative band sort of thing, is it? That's that's often how I see see my role actually. If I if I'm feeling quite uh, highfalutin, you know, yeah. I can think I can think. Oh yeah, you know, it, it is very much like I I I've done a bit of production um, with with artists. It's quite exhausting though, yes. um, and so I do more mixing and mastering uh, is some of the sort of the client work I do, mm. if you want to call it that. But yeah, absolutely, my experience of producing and being produced. Um, I definitely see that that's kind of what my role is sometimes as a teacher. A yeah. certain phase is through the through the year, you know, the academic year. You know, when it comes to major projects, absolutely, that's that's how I see myself. It's more of a producer role, trying to translate what they, try, you know, what they're saying and stuff. Yeah, yeah, because you know we're on, we're on kind of the same page. We, you know, we both work at University of South Wales. We both got a, a love of music, and you know, you've done it more successfully than me but it's, it's, it's kind of there but the thing what i find with with um with the university degree courses is when you have a brief so you give the students a brief and then it can be quite kind of constricting you know and to find that space for creativity within the within the brief it, that's kind of an art form in itself isn't it yeah yeah i, I think i think so um <clears throat> it's um how do how do i answer that one then um 
Yeah. Um, hard to achieve, I, isn't it? It's hard to achieve. I, I think it's um, it's it's sort of uh, I, I, yeah. It's hard. It's a hard one to answer that. Um, you, do, I, I are, you, that are you conscious of that at all when you, you know? When you're doing your stuff, do, I don't know whether did you think about that from the student's point of view to try and give them a bit of creative space. I suppose. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, I like to set. I've been watching this program recently called Taskmasters. Have you seen that with Greg no. Davis? It's no. really good, actually. It's really it's, uh, it's kind of uh, a little bit of a cheeky anarchic Channel Four show, and basically they put comedians through their paces by setting them some really crazy tasks and the more random the tasks get even more random as the as the program goes on and yeah. again you know seeing yourself as a as a teacher you're almost like a producer you, you know you're almost you're almost like a game show host as well as and you set in tasks for students and yeah. sometimes i think it's good to set like you know sort of really crazy out there tasks for them and see how they get on with it how can they solve these problems that you've set them you know and uh, watching that program, I was watching it with my wife the other night, and I was thinking, oh, this is great. This is the format I, I, I'm going to use in my lessons, Taskmaster, that branding. So then it just gives you permission to use the craziest tasks, you know, like um, write a song in the time it takes you to boil an egg or something and just see, see what you come up with. And the good thing about that is that it takes the student out of it a little bit. It takes the students kind of emotions and bearing their soul as they song, write. You know, it takes them out of it. And it's like, we'll observe how, how you've got on with that task, you know, and we're looking at that task really. And it's, it's a good way in then to, to look at their songwriting um, rather than sort of, and you're not tearing them apart. Then you know, you're tearing their their attempts at the task apart. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that, and I think that's a particularly great teaching technique at the moment as well. You know, to try and find space for creativity, but also a little bit of fun and a little bit of stuff which is on the edge, and you know, stuff which isn't so defined and con constricted. I think that's a really really good way to go, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't I don't do enough of that, but I, I wish I did. Um, yeah, well, I, it, we we could all do more, can we? Because it, it yeah, is exhausting yeah. doing it that way sometimes. Because you, um, mm. you know, it, it, it's so um, uh, like divergent, you know. So some and some of the results you get are like, whoa, what, what the hell? How do I process that and give feedback to that? You know, you can have some crazy um, examples of work. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've done some other things as well. Um, there's one lecture I do called Zen No Mind, which is a Joni Mitchell saying how she, someone asked her, how, how do you write songs? And she, her answer was Zen No Mind, you know. Wow. So I get, get my students to, you know, sort of try and enter liminal states and practice meditation. And how wow. can you write, how do you write when you're, when you're in a liminal state, how, what comes out, you know, and document the first five minutes of what you write when you pick up a guitar. Very often, I you know, when I wake up in the morning, you know, having a cup of coffee and I'll pick up the guitar, those first five minutes, something nice will come and then yeah. I'll put it down and I'll forget and I'll, I'll be chasing those yeah. five minutes through the rest of the day, you know. So document it, press record for those first five minutes and see what you come up with. And it's great. I've had some of the students bring in work into the, to the workshops and they just, la, you know, they, they play their tapes back and they just la in, la, 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 all out the tune and everything. But, and then there's the gem. There it is within about, you know, 45 seconds into the process. There it is. There's the tune. Great. And that's what you need to work on now. And, and it's just um, it's just sort of listening together and, and, and those sorts of things. Yeah. Mm. We could all do more of that, I suppose. Yeah, I, I had an idea for a hook line for a song I've been working on this morning. I think I've got to record that. I had a cup of tea. I forgot all about it, you know. Yeah, it happens all the time. And, you know, we think, oh, that's good enough. I remember that. Oh, that's yeah, good enough. Never I do. definitely remember it. Yeah. You never do. Yeah. You never so, do. And then you spend the rest of the time chasing that, that idea. And it's like, oh, that's the worst thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, get it I'll, it'll come back at some point. Maybe, wait, maybe yeah. come back tomorrow morning in the first five minutes, like you said. Exactly. Yeah. Try it. Try it. Going going on to keys, of course, um, and um, you know, achieving a fair bit of kind of airplay and significant airplay and some profile and you, you radio radio one, radio six, these kind of stations. I think have picked up on keys. Am I right in saying that? We've had a bit of six music play. Yeah, we yeah. haven't really had much radio one. If we have had radio one, it's just through the good old Hugh Stevens. Yeah. BBC introducing play. Who, who, of course, is stepping away from BBC. I don't know whether you want to speak about Hugh a bit. I think you know him a bit, don't you? 
I, I yeah, I'm, oh god, me and Hugo way back. Yeah, hmm. I remember him when he was when he just started at um, at BBC Sessions in the Nations when yeah. he was just wet behind the. Oh, ears. young, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, so young. Yeah, and um, you know, I used to crash at his flat. Uh, oh, did you know, we, we used to come up to you know when we were our Bristol boys then in yeah. the band, we used to come down to Cardiff and he'd always give us a roof over our head, who and his and his friend uh Baz Geraint. They were they were like you know, big fans of Murray the Hump. And um yeah, I mean, you know, I yeah, me and Hugh go go way back and he's obviously just gone on to bigger and better things and it's amazing to see his career, how he's just been able to take it all in, in his stride, you know. Did- did you see his um, the thing he, the, the the film that he loaded up to say goodbye where he's lying on yeah, the beach? With yeah, it, yeah, it was lovely with that drone, isn't it? Yeah, I thought oh, that's brilliant. A wicked, that's a wicked idea. I was thinking about that yesterday actually, thinking yeah. it's a good music video idea just to do yeah. do something with drones. Yeah. Um, what about the um, the kind of uh, about keys keys as an act? Is, he says you and Guion. Was Guion involved with Murray the Hump as well? Is he come? Is he been? Yeah, he was. Yeah, again. Yeah, again, you know. Um, uh, it, it makes me sound really loyal. I'm not particularly loyal, but yeah, me and Guillaume go way back. You know, yeah. he's just a great guy. He was the best man at my wedding. You know, oh, great. he's just a lovely, lovely man. Guillaume in my band. Sometimes our musical ideas um, clash. You know, mm. he has some idea. I, I always win though because because I'm, I'm a stubborn. You know, uh, stubborn as a mule. But um, he's just isn't. You know, there's no ego with him. He's just a great guy to um, to have in the band. You know. So, how does it work um, between the two of you? How how do you sort of how does it work now? What's the partnership in terms of creating stuff? Um, well, obviously with lockdown, it's all gone a bit sort of yeah. uh, belly up. Really, it's just yeah. gone mad. You know, we just try and do what we can. But generally, the the the, the sort of process is um, I I I write. I, I'm I'm writing all the time. You know, it's what I do. I've had to come to. T- terms with that but i'm a songwriter you know yeah. so I, I i basically bring songs to to the rehearsals that's how it works and i and i, I many is the time i've stopped doing it thinking i'm dominating again i'm, I'm taking over again so i'm not going to bring songs and then we'll just we'll have rehearsals and then there's no songs and it's just well it's boring to go through the same tracks all the time so someone's got to bring something so then i end up sort of reluctantly almost bringing songs but then once you flick that switch then a whole flood comes in, and you know. Uh, so I, I generally would bring the songs to the to the to the rehearsal studios. I mean, how it, how it works, the formula that we've hit on really in terms of the process is I will, I will, um, I'll bring some ideas to with Dave David Newington, you know, Boyazuga, who's the drummer in the band. Oh and yeah. He and, he and I will have uh, jam sessions together, f- sort of figure out the structure and on all this and. You know, I I love. I mean, drums is you know rhythm and is is such a central sort of thing yeah. to 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 writing songs for me. You know, riffs and grooves and all that. Hmm. So I um I uh, that's that. So I I tend to bring it to the drummer first, and then we build things up, and then and then you've got I've got momentum. Then I've got someone in the band who's who's there. You know, I've I've yeah. built up a so then and then the, we just jam them then really. And I'll Are just you say, playing acoustic guitar then, Matt? When you're doing that, or is that no? It's, a, it's an electric. Then I, yeah. I'll go electric. Yeah, I'll, mm. I'll, I'll, I've gone electric then with Bob Dylan style. You know, um, do you write it on the guitar, which is to your right at the moment? Yeah, sometimes you know I'll, I'll write on this. Um, yeah. it's just a little old uh, crappy little uh, Yamaha acoustic from an ex-girlfriend, which I never returned. Well you know, it's, uh, Yeah, it's. Um, I've had it for years now. And you, it, you know. You're, they're okay, the Yamahas, aren't they? So you, you're writing all the time. So, you, you know, you're in your office at the moment and it's quiet. Yeah. So you might just have an idea and you just like noodle around with it, will you? Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, that occasionally, but I, I don't find that's happening in lockdown. I, I you know, I'm so busy with with work, you know, I, 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 I'm sure it's the same for you, my, but my workload is yeah, just- Yeah, sometimes it's crazy. Gone crazy that I, I, I've not really written since we've started um Hmm. delivering again which is which is horrible i feel a little bit blocked and and that's not nice for me hmm. but um i've i'm i'm busy though with my own music because we are working on another album which we want it we want you know which we um and most of those songs are kind of were written <clears throat> you know in the summer so i um so i um i've got enough to get on with you know i've i've, I've set we've set ourselves up with libertino records you know and we Griff and I from Griff from Libertino, we've sort of agreed. Let's get another album out, or at least start the camp. 
campaign in August 2021. Mm. So that'll be three albums in two years, you know, which is pretty good going, uh, considering yeah. I've got a full-time job and two young children and it's COVID. But yes. I, I'm, I'm up for that. I'm up for that challenge. But uh, I can see, I can feel myself sinking into that whole, like, rabbit hole of creating an album, you know. It's no, it's no light... Uh, feet, you know, it's it's a big thing, you know. If you want to do it properly, if you yeah. want to make something that, that is of value, that and I can, f- we just get in. We've we've laid down a couple of drum tracks now, and I can feel myself. Right, this is going to demand a hell of a lot of attention. Plus, I'm going to be doing my masters in January. The new the new cohort are coming in. And how the hell am I going to balance all this? But I'm up for it. I'm up for the challenge. You know. What does Guion do then? What's his What's his? <laughs> Guion is basically he's a guitarist and, and and a sort of backing vocalist and generally uh, lovely, lovely man to have around and hang around with in a band, you know. And he's just a hell of a hell of a funny man. So uh, you know that's important at our age and my age. You know, I you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's not any a, age. Yeah, at any age. Yeah, but it's you know it's fun. You know, being in a band is is it needs to be fun for us now. We're all. Yeah. We're yeah. older, you know. We're all older. It's not like about, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a dream or anything or, or career. It, it is. Uh, it's all about um, expression, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's friendship. It's about friendship and just. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting what you said about. Um, I'd never, I've never thought of doing that actually ever. The yeah. idea of uh, getting a tune and then and then the first thing you do is working it out with the drummer, you know, just not mm. an approach I would ever try. Right? But I really like I really like that approach. Like you said about um, people having, I suppose, a sense of positivity and being fun and you know being being up for it. I haven't I haven't without saying too much. I haven't always had that with drummers. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, Dr- yeah. I mean, drummers are you know. There's so many jokes about drummers, isn't it? You know, yeah. like uh, what do you call the people who hang around with musicians? Drummers. What do you call a drummer that keeps time? Roland. You know, there's loads of these yeah. jokes, yeah. Uh, and they're there for a reason. But I, I you know, I, I think, um, and I've gone through. I mean, we we like Spinal Tap. We've gone through loads of drummers, but D- Dave Dave is quite exceptional because he's a songwriter as well. Yes, uh, and so he ha- he understands. Yeah, that's um, true. He understands the process, perhaps a, a, um, you know a, a bit more than than a lot of other drummers who are, you know, have, who have a different uh, perspective on it. You know, so so I, I still you know I'm in a couple of bands. I'm the, my my, cool. my main band. The main guy I go to is my bass player because he's because he's more of a producer really. Um, so I'd go with him, and he's kind of always there. Every every idea I come up with, he's always kind of in. Which sounds like you've got that with with Guion and Dave, but I don't necessarily get the same response from 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 others, and it just it just makes such a difference, doesn't it? If people kind of buy into that idea and say, how can we make this song work, and you yeah. know, kind of, I suppose for a certain extent, it might sound a bit pretentious, but to kind of respect you as as a songwriter, I suppose, and think, well, those those are the hook lines, so let's kind of let's kind of make it work, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't think that's pretentious at all. I think I think that's that's crucial, isn't it? That you have that trust with who you're working with. That you trust their judgment. They trust your judgment, and uh, uh, yeah, and, and you and you know you've got to earn it to some extent as well by delivering the goods. You've got to feel like you know what you're what you're bringing to the table is is strong, hmm. um, you know, and, and you're not phoning it in, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, you know it's like you know I guess f- f- for the film guys it's like casting, isn't it? You know, you, if you if you've got to get that right, you've got to get that chemistry right, you know, with um, yeah. with with your with your players and your band, and and it is about sometimes it's about rejecting, not rejecting people. That sounds a bit harsh, but just you know not um, you know just there's certain people I I won't it just it, you know it's not going to work with and. And then when you find the people that you, you know you'll work with, just cling to them for dear yes, life. You know? Exactly. Like finding it's like you say, it's like finding finding good friends. You know, you, yeah, you, you always exactly, you always yeah. want them around in, in your life. Yeah. We, we, I also think as well in a band, you know, the, the level of commitment is it, it, fine for other. It varies, people. doesn't it? It varies. Yeah, some yeah. people have a different level of commitment. And that's probably good. Otherwise, mm. you have too many cooks. You know. Yeah, there's, there's, yes, that's there's true. my ideas, there's yeah. Guion's ideas, and there's Dave's ideas, and we're the we're the sort of nexus, if you like. We that's where the that's where most of the the the, the push is coming from, uh, and and then the bass player and 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 our other drummer Gav, you know, we they're like boys, sounds wicked, just 
whatever you want, you know, there's just support it. And, and that's yeah. good, I think, you know. Yeah. And when, and when, like, James, our bass player, he's an amazing bass player, Jimmy, uh, when he does pipe up and say, I ain't doing that, you know, you know, it's, it, it actually counts then, you know, he really does pick his battles. Whereas yeah. I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a gobshite and I will just go, you know, I'll just, you know, but it's, it's, that's front man's rights, isn't it? You know, as a front man, yeah, you've got, yeah. you know, you have, that's, you, you know, you, you're allowed to be, a, you know. I was, yeah. I was listen, listening to some of your stuff. I'm pretty sure there was, is this a song called Homeschooling? Is that right? Yeah, Homeschooling. Yeah, yeah that's on the newest album. Yeah. So is that actually biographical because of your autobiographical rather? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I was, um, that, that, there's two girls on there. They're my daughters. They are your daughters. Um, okay. I was going to yeah. ask where those voices came from. Yeah. Yeah. That's Agnes and Nancy on there. I mean, yeah. it, it, you know, trying to do the whole homeschooling thing in, in, in lockdown one was a complete shambles. Yeah. My wife managed it. She's brilliant. But the kids, they see me as, oh yeah, as if daddy's going to, you know, discipline us, you know, they, they, they were at the time they were seven and three, they're eight and four now. So they're a proper handful. Um, and I just thought, all right, okay, let's just, for, for, for homeschooling, let's do music, you know. Great idea. So, so, we, so we recorded, we recorded a couple of things, actually. But what, you know, one of the things we finished was that little ditty homeschooling. It's really nice. Yeah, it's sweet, isn't it? We just knocked it out in one afternoon, really. I was brushing the floor, the tune came into my head, and I thought, right, let's, let's go upstairs and just get this done quickly. And, and you know, and I managed to get it done really quickly before they got bored yeah yeah no it's great it's, it's totally non-contrived and it, uh, I, I wondered you know uh whether whether they were your kids yeah. one of the things that's come out of lockdown is, there's been a few examples of that every now and again you'll come across something i was seeing one the other day it was a version of a talking head song actually and uh the dad was was playing on the guitar and then he had one of his kids banging things and someone else playing a, you know something else who just fantastic you know yeah yeah no it's, it's weird isn't it lockdown um it's been uh you know it, it, it's obviously being been restrictive in in so many obvious ways but it has also been an enabler in many ways you know yeah um i i found lockdown one particularly tough though i did i i i if if um you know if we if i have to if i'd had to have gone through the kids not not being in school again I don't. I think I probably would have had to have sectioned myself because uh, it, it was it was really tough, you know. Just just the responsibility of of keeping them engaged and stimulated every day, constantly. Yeah, was too much for me. Plus working as well, I really struggled in lockdown. So keeping the schools open, and I know it's controversial, but oh, it's just a godsend, you know. It, yeah, yeah, for me for I lockdown too. Yeah. I totally get that. I've got two daughters, but they're, they're a lot significantly older, so I don't I don't have that issue, which yeah. I'm quite thankful for, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, I know. I can see that it could be a lovely thing, uh, you know, lockdown. Uh, if every if, day, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it was every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And thankfully, the weather was nice. You know. Yeah, it was then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope we're not there again soon. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your software and recording techniques because uh, I, right, yeah. I really like the fact that you're sort of interested in quite um, lo-fi kind of approaches, aren't you, to stuff? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I am. I, I it's, uh, yeah, I love the um, whole uh, lo-fi ethos, and I, I take it as a real triumph when students, you know, as part of their major project, want to do things in a low, you know, engaging with lo-fi lo aesthetics. I'm always like, yes, you know, it's another yeah. one that we've managed to convert to the to the dark side, you know. Um, yeah, I, th I, you know, it's, um, the, I mean, there's lots of reasons for it, I suppose. suppose. I mean, taste is, is one of them. A lot, a lot of artists, I, as songwriters I admire, come from that lo-fi lo world. You know, Who would they of, be? Well, people like Elliot Smith, you know, um, Safian Stevens, or yeah. um, Guided by Voices, yeah. um, you know, Tame Impala, even, you know, lots of bands that I admire you know, have come from, you know, a kind of do-it-yourself attitude, really, um, or do-it-yourself approach. Um, and, um, and on top of that, I just love the sound of, of uh, kind of um, distorted um, and... Um, degraded sounds that, that that goes back to like people like lee scratch perry you know the uh, the sort of J jamaican reggae producer you know he he's an early exponent of you know aesthetics you know in production yeah. um yeah I, I, and um 
you know, and I also come from, uh, I remember, you know, the, when I had the bug for recording, I was 16 and I bought my first four track, you know, a cassette four was track. Was it a TIAC or a Porter's No, I couldn't afford a TIAC. It was a Fostex. It was. Oh, a Fostex. Know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't particularly sophisticated. It didn't have any tone on there or anything. You know, it was just hmm. what you put in was what you got back. And I just loved the sound of cassette, the way that it just filtered all the high end off, you know, and everything was woolly and muffled. So I've always been, I've always loved that, that, um, that sound. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and also as well, I think, I think it's a lot for, students say and for someone like myself who's a songwriter first producer sort of second you know to, yeah. to go on an ssl desk and and record you know like on your own without without assistance and engineers it's it's really hard you know to make things sound good on an ssl desk it takes years of experience and you know yeah. otherwise it just ends up sounding really brittle and and overproduced and just you know it's yes. not, you know, it, it takes a lot, it takes years to master the, 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 an SSL desk, you know, whereas, whereas a four track or an eight track, you can get some good sounds out of it with minimum, min, minimum microphones and minimum skills, you know, I think. Yeah, I, I quite like some of the things like the, uh, the Tascam uh, recorders as well, where you can, you can do four tracks on like a, a handheld recorder and you tried any of those things there <clears throat> oh yeah there's the, the are they like the zoom thing yeah the zoom and the task cams yeah you can do the four like four track recordings on there too yeah i've not i've not i've not tried them you know um because um well i just i just haven't tried them because uh you have needed to probably i've i've needed to and, it, and it, <laughs> least, all that sort of stuff feels a little bit small for me okay you know, like, it's like oh it's all a bit fiddly and oh you know, I yeah i get I that I, I can't it. really be bothered with that. I like things to be yeah. fairly sort of tactile and and just you know. Um, so yeah. So often what I'll do is I'll actually record um, the rhythm tracks, the drums, and 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 an additional guitar. Like I say, that that setup of me with Davy, I'll record that to to cassette. You know, I'll do it to four track cassette, and then dump that into Logic, and sometimes dump it back oh, okay. out again and then dump it back in and i you know i just like the sound of um you know the sort of uh degradation and, and yeah things, you know oh right yeah of course yeah well you either like it or you don't don't you i suppose that. well yeah yeah and you know i i've done i've done enough pristine recording and post record and i've done enough and you know it's like i can do what i want really yeah you know what i mean i totally get what you're talking about with the four track thing because it can't i mean obviously you know the beatles you know, yeah. the, the, if anybody took the four track thing and made it work, it's, it's, it's those guys, you know, and yeah. you only had a certain amount of tra tracks. And I, yeah. I, I love I love the kind of um, the kind of progressive introduction of other tracks and, and then building it up, you know, but it's quite always been quite exciting to me, that kind of thing, actually. Yeah, I, lo I love that. I mean, obviously, they were working on like two inch tape, you know, not not like, uh, you know, a, yeah. I don't even know what cassette is, you know, it's like one twenty fourth or something. Of an Some inch tight thing, isn't it? Yeah tiny thing but yeah absolutely the, the workflow is the same you know it's like you you have a limited amount of tracks and you have to think ahead it's like snooker you know gotta think yes. well if i i can't put the vocal on too soon because it'll have degraded once we ping pong and mm. bounce down so yeah you want you, you're thinking uh you know along the lines and sometimes you'll have a spare track and you're like hey ho let's put something on there i've got i've got a track spare so it, it, can, it can you know it just gets you thinking uh about arrangements and thinking smart about that um yeah. whereas obviously working in logic uh you know you've got you know or ableton you know they're the two doors that i use you've got 300 400 500 tracks if you want it you know that's the trouble isn't it? you know but it's not 300 to use times them, better no yeah it's not 300 times better you know no, it's no. just uh yeah exactly yeah the beatles obviously you know a pickup on a kind of i'm guessing you're a bit of a beatles fan i I'm I'm obsessed with the Beatles. Right. I, it's, it's 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 almost to a, an unhealthy level. I'm I'm completely. If it wasn't for the Beatles, I I, I don't know where I'd be. They, so, they so, are my they are my god. Like oh, that's great because I mean, it, the, the Beatles are a different league altogether. But quite often I find with students, and you know, I'm a, I'm of a certain age, and I mentioned something which has maybe happened, you know, in my world a few years ago, but they just haven't got a flying clue. You know, who was, was a, there was a guy called John Peel. Really, really, what did he do then? You know, but then so when you talk about the Beatles, and I don't mean this in a, in a sad old get kind of way, but if you had to sort of explain to students maybe, you know, what 
what made them so great? Why were you so fascinated by them? What was it about the Beatles that totally grabbed you? You know, why were they so important? Well, they, they looked cool, you know. They, they had great hair and they wore amazing clothes. That's most of the time, you know. Every, you'll never see a photograph of the, of the Beatles where they look bad. They were the most photogenic band, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, they're amazing. I, I, I'm, I, I do, I do uh, a couple of lectures on the Beatles because I, I feel it, it's... it's, it's um, we do a popular music course um, and... Yeah, they, I mean, they are 50 years ago, 60 years ago, even, you know, it's, it's, it's old and pop music is so, you know, fast moving and transient. But to not talk about the Beatles in a popular music course is kind of like not talking about Shakespeare on an English literature course. You know, you, you, you've kind of got to talk about the Beatles because they, you know, they, they, they transformed, uh, the, the, you know, basically what they did we're still processing you know in terms of popular music i believe not just them but primarily them um and the thing that i love about the beatles is it's an endless fascination is this the idea of collaboration hmm. you know the, the tension between john lennon and paul mccartney is is something that i'll never resolve so i'll always be fascinated by it this these two contrasting um you know uh, yep. personalities and yet so similar as well hmm. um but it but but it's also the idea that you know they were immensely popular they had mass appeal and yet they were revolutionary in their ideas and radical in their ideas and the, yeah. the idea of you know this the, the this um sort of these rad, radical artists um uh, gaining mass appeal you know, it's it's rare. You know, it's so rare. You know, it's Picasso, yeah, Beatles, um, yeah. and it's really it's a hard handful, to find. isn't it? It's a handful. It's a handful. Yeah, it's really hard to find um, those in popular music. You know, hmm. um, so it, and it's just a brilliant story, and it's only eight years old. It's only it only lasts for eight years. You know, yes, it's sixty two to seventy. That's pretty much the, the period I'm interested in. The, the recording years. Hmm. It just lasted for was it six or eight years, and 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 you know when they when they split, George Harrison was twenty six years old. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. mind blowing. Um, last last Christmas, I bought my my wife. A, a, she's a big Beatles fan. I bought her a Beatles calendar, and what what I noticed flicking through the pictures, what you said about the look, it it's like how how they mostly almost always right in this picture we're going to wear this is going to be the outfit yeah this is the facial hair we're going to have yeah this is the haircut we're going to have and they yeah. were so they were also you know going back to what we said about being into it they was yeah. this is the concept this is this is us yeah exactly yeah they were all on the same page the four-headed monster that's what mick jagger yeah. used to call them you know mm. uh, and yeah they 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 uh exactly yeah they were so committed to it uh, it's probably it's probably uns I mean you know it's probably unspoken as well. It's like, oh, oh you're you're wearing things like that. Oh, I, I've got you know they sort of edged each other on, didn't they? I don't yeah. know. They sat down. Right next week, guys, we're all going to grow moustaches and we're going to you know do. It didn't work like that. You know, it wouldn't no. have worked if it was like that. But they were always on the same page somehow. I yeah. mean, even with that kind of as you say tension between the two main protagonists, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, exactly. It was a healthy tension. It it wasn't yeah. like the. A hatred as what it did become you know, for a while but yeah it was a it was just that push pull between them which is what you need in a good collaboration you need that you need two people fight in their corner really you know yes and there's been a lot of examples of, of that but uh, yeah it's difficult difficult to atop lennon and mccartney um coming coming back to your stuff um bring me the head of jerry Garcia. yeah right? firstly um the artwork which is which is great, really. <laughs> and um, the title and where's it all come from? You know, what's, what's, what's going on there? Um, <clears throat> yeah, you've got to have a good title, you know. And I, I was on holiday and it uh, came to me, basically, because I'd been, I'd just been to the, before, prior to going on holiday, I went with a good friend of mine to the cinema. I'm a big fan of spaghetti westerns hmm. and, a, and a chapter, uh, chapter art centre. They were playing the film Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. And I, and this was just this was just playing through my head then when I was on holiday thinking we need a good title for the album we need a good title for the album bring me the head I was watching that for great and then it just came you know bring me it was just like a gift that lands in your lap and it, and it and it was um, you know and it, great title it, yeah it just sort of informed the whole whole um, album then from that title I mean the songs were being written and it was you know the, and we were in the sort of arrangement process I guess but 
from that point on, it was like, oh, there you go. What would Jerry do? You know, what, what, what how could we, what would we do for, you know, what, we, what would he do with this song right now? And hmm. uh, so it was really helpful in, in many ways, you know. Yeah, it's a really good title. So, and, it, and it's got, it, it is fun. It's a fun title, I think, you know, it, it, it pokes fun at it slightly. So, um, yeah, the artwork then was done by two good friends of mine, uh, you know, uh, from uh, Cheltenham, uh, who used to live in Cardiff, you know, back in the day we'd go to gigs together and party on the weekends. They were, they were good party friends. And they're both graphic designers. So Keith did it first. He did the first run of it, which was the collage, all the bits. Yep. And it wasn't quite right. It was a little bit raw. So we gave it to another friend of ours, John, <clears throat> who's a graphic designer. That's what he does for a living. And he just sort of psychedelicized it a bit more. And, yeah. and then and there it was then. It was like, yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, it is. It is as well. It is. It is brilliant. Cool. Um, I, I listened to some of your stuff, and I can't remember. It was a while back now, and, and I, I can't remember who I said it sounded like, and and I think you were quite surprised about for what I said, and it wasn't exactly what you had in your head. But it's interesting mm. with songwriting, isn't it? What you hear and what your vision is of stuff is is often is often diff- different. But I really picked up on the uh, again going back to the production. You know, it's just a, it's kind of a beautiful sound, and the harmonies were lovely. And um, it's just you know just so unusual the way you you put the, you put that stuff together, but you've kind of nailed your your sound, I suppose. Which which is you know, do you feel that you have? Yeah, I do. I do. We, you know, as I said, you know, it's been that process of well, you never quite nail it. You know what I mean? But you know, you, you I do feel like we've made positive steps because you've got your sound, I, haven't you? Yeah, you we've got that, your sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. As I was saying earlier about, I used to think it was all about the song, and and you know, I. I and, you know, the song, it will, to hell with the production, the song will come through. And then I realised it wasn't that, you know, because I was never happy with what I was hearing back. Hmm. Uh, and I and I went really into, I realised, right, I've got to learn production now and arrangement. And I probably, as I say, to the detriment of some of the songs I was writing, they were a bit pedestrian, but just so I could learn production, really. And I feel now with with Jerry Garcia, that was that was the first time where I think we've achieved some sort of balance between the production, the arrangements, and the songwriting. You know, and I think it's all you know when you get that right, it's alchemy. You know, you you do getting that balance right. You know, and it, and it you it, it's it's magic. Then you create you create. You know, that's that's what we aspire to. Do. That's what I aspire to do is sort of create magic. You know, some something that's magic. Um, that's bigger than the sum of its parts and all that, you know. Yeah, as uh, it's funny you, you dropped Brian Wilson into the conversation earlier, and it, mm. there's a certain of there's sort of certain aspects of that in there, in the kind of subtleties of the harmonies. They're very well thought out harmonies, I think. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's just a sweetness, really. You know, a yeah. lightness to it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I do like light music as well pop music melody melody's really out of fashion at the moment you know amongst sort of bands and you know, so, so is musicianship unfortunately yeah yeah well in the sign you know, field unfortunately you know it doesn't yeah, I, matter I, you know yeah i don't i don't i'm not sure whether i value musicianship that much really i, mm. I you know a lot of songwriters i admire you know uh kind of like one or two chords you know it's not something that i yeah like, i'm not like, hung- I'm not hung up on it, Matt. I'm not hung up on, you know, I, I don't want to listen to a 25 minute solo or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I think it kind of helps you if you can play a bit and, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you can carry it to, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I obviously, I, th- I it, it does help. It helps if you can play, definitely, you know. Um, but I, I yeah, it, it, the idea of melody, though, yes. uh, is, um, is, is out of fashion at the moment. It's, it's very much, you know, with bands like Idols and Working Men's Club now and, uh, Various other things. It's all very spoken word, you know. Uh, the um, F- F- Fontaines DC. Mm. So, so um, me- melody's out of fashion, and I and I, th- I know, and for me, that's like all the more reason to do it. Then, you know. Yes. Uh, yeah. Because, um, yeah. It's uh, I love melody. You know, it's it's something that you know I I just I'm always drawn to it. So, yeah. It's it's funny how things go through cycles, though. Isn't it? I mean, if we listen to sort of. If you've listened to Radio One, I suppose you know you listen to an hour of Radio One, and you, it's not quite that bad. But you almost hear in the same sort of chords in a different order. You know, it's like it's very, very, it's very generic actually uh, at the moment. I think a lot of stuff. 
Well, yeah, I, th I think chart music is an interesting one, actually. And, and when, when, when we look at chart music in, in, the, in our songwriting workshops, a lot of our students will, will look at it with disdain they, because they're coming from a rock world or uh, metal or, or jazz or things like that. So they, 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 will, they, they, they will instantly think, oh, that's not for me, you know, because of all those things you said. But, when, you know, I think it's important that we that we understand what's going on in chart music though because the intricacies and details are in other places they're not necessarily to be found in harmony uh you know in terms of chords you know and some often as well they're not even found in in the lyrics you know but when you look at the groove and the production that's where and you know that's where the intricacies uh can be found then so um it's just a case of you know you you yeah you with chart music you have to you have to kind of look at it from a different perspective to what we what we used to isn't it you know yeah well I'm way older than you so you know I, but, I mean you can you can go back to like sixties um, yeah. uh, articles and uh, you know uh, I, I, I that's how nerdy I am about the Beatles I even read. Uh, like uh, the enemy from from the sixties reviews of the Beatles and Brilliant. and various other stuff like that and that argument was being made then or you know production is more you know that people need to get back to writing songs everyone's just obsessing about production yeah. that argument's been going on for years you know yeah. and I, I was even reading the sounds the other day from nineteen seventy five because there was an article about Roy Wood in there who I was oh, yeah. someone else I I'm obsessed with very clever uh, and I was re just reading the back. Of, is a picture of Roy Wooden on the back of this article. Is rock music dead? You know, from 1975. You know, it's, yeah. even since rock was was you know first conceived, or, you know, it, it's been it's been uh, you know dead. Yeah. So they say, uh, they say the same thing about radio. You know, which is kind of my field. You know, radio. It's, yeah. It's, it's had a long death. You know. Yeah, exactly. A long old death. Yeah, rock music has had a long old death, you know. And I, I, I'm, I, rock music currently is just so out of fashion. And as I said, you know, it, it's the place to be, you know, because then you find, and I, I'm finding this actually, the people who, who, who are the community of rock, psych rock, particularly, is enthusiasts, and they, and they are so positive and so welcoming of new music and new acts that. It's just great. It's just I find it really inspiring. This, you know, I did a po I did a meet. I did a podcast yesterday with someone who's really into psych rock, and she was just so glowing about about our music. And it's just it's just oh, lovely, great. you know, great. because you know we we're we're a very um, we're a as you say long dying breed, like you know. Yes, yeah. I, I, I'm not actually sure what genre I put your stuff in, actually. Though. Well, really sure. it's hard to say, really, isn't it? Because like Jerry Garcia is a lot different to homeschool in the album that we did. You know, mm. I mean, they're only like six months apart, but you know, they're obviously done in, in different circumstances. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. Genres for that's for journalists, and I suppose. Yeah, so, exactly. And sometimes, as I say, you are quite often you write a song, and it's quite specific what you're writing about, and then you know, uh, at, a, at a kind of successful level and then it's interpreted and, you know, they see something else altogether and that's okay, you know, that's yeah, fine. Totally, if that yeah. works, you know. I think um, sometimes that often tells you more about the the person when you sometimes we get some odd uh, references made about our music from yeah. reviews. And I, that, I, I sometimes think, oh, hang on, that's a bit, um, what? Oh, that tells me more about you and your listenership, your, what you're listening to yeah. than, 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 than what we're coming from. There's, there's a fair bit of, you know, there is a fair bit of lazy journalism, which goes on. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. it comes about when sometimes when you've got to write, you know, within, within quite a succinct word count. Yeah. Like just very briefly, the, the, the band that I'm in, we, we, we took like a year to 18 months putting together an album. And uh, it was just, the best thing we've ever done best produced cool. best artwork um you know awesome best songs and all the rest of it and then uh, a magazine which isn't too far away from where, where where you are right now uh reviewed it and because we're of a certain age you know they start talking about oh you can almost smell the beer in the pub oh. it was just so i'm sure they hadn't even listened to it you know yeah. it's just they're a bunch of old guys therefore they're this you know yeah yeah i know yeah it's 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 um I, 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 like I say, you know, um, I, 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 I like to sort of, I, I listen and read enthu enthusiasts of, of the music that I, that I do, you know, because that's a different, they, they come out with a different sort of agenda, I suppose, 
they, they, it's all about promoting it. It's about, you know, getting it out and getting, you know, whereas, yeah, so, some, some journalists, I guess, can be a little bit aloof and just, you know, you wonder what their agenda is really. Yeah. So I, I, I and, and, and then, and then you wonder how, how much, how much power they have anyway. They don't have any power. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, you know I, I, I can't do anything about it. So, you know, yeah. what sad about it sort of thing. Um, with, with yourself talking about good stuff, uh, recognition and awards, um, you had, you had some sort of success and accolades fairly recently. Uh, well, we've, we got short, we've been shortlisted for the Welsh music prize, which gets uh, announced tomorrow. The winner is announced well, tomorrow. What tomorrow is it? Wow. Yeah. That's why I thought we could do it today, you know, rather oh, than afterwards. Great. You know, I, so we, I knew it was coming up, but I didn't know it was tomorrow. Yeah, it's tomorrow. It, it, you know, do you know, honestly, Steve, I, I don't want to, to, to win it really. I know that sounds like, well, you know, but, but I, I don't because, there's, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a lecturer in university. I'm doing okay. I get to do my music, you know, and my, my boss actively encourages me to be a songwriter and a producer because it informs my teacher. I couldn't be in a better position. Whereas on the list, there's 14 other acts. There's, there's some people who are full-time musicians, you know, and it'll do them good. It'll do, they'll, they'll, they need it more than I do. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm really lucky um it's nice to be nominated though it's great to be shortlisted of course it is a my age you know what i mean to be to be validated to be fair we've been we've been nominated before the album we did previously got nominated as well and mm. that I, I didn't i didn't feel anything about that one because um i wasn't as proud of that record as i am of jerry garcia i'm really proud of jerry garcia so then to have it validated and, and really, and and the set to have it to have to have that shortlisted to have another album shortlisted means it wasn't a fluke, you know, the first time. Uh, so I'm I'm really I'm just really pleased that it got shortlisted. I'm not expecting it to win. It's a psych rock album, you know, indie psych rock. It's not to everyone's taste, you know, long wig out guitars. It's been it's been nominated. That'll do for me, you know. I'm more than happy with that. I'd like to see Carwin from Colorama win it. I would because Carwin from Colorama gets nominated all the time he did an amazing album last year called joya where he went oh. out to brazil to record with some uh, you know oh, yeah. latino musicians it's a fantastic album yeah. uh, he got shortlisted and he's been shortlisted again so i'd love to see carwin win it because he is a full-time musician he's doing it you know in these tough times like so yeah um it's quite expensive going to brazil too well, I think he, he's, he's shrewd, you know, he, he yeah. managed to get a documentary made with S4C as well. Oh, okay. So, so S4C probably, I don't know, probably helped with that, you know. Um, well, by the time the interview goes out, the, 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 the award will have been given out. So you like, well, you know, it's nice. It's nice. But, you know, it's just the fact that we were shortlisted is, is, is enough of a victory. Yeah, for it's us, lovely. You know, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, exactly. Um, we talked about kind of what's next. I don't know whether you've got a figurative title in your, in your head or any starting points for the new album, which is going to come up. We think next summertime. Yeah, August, next August summer time. we're going to start. Yeah, we're going to start the campaign next summer. You know, if all goes to plan. I mean, like I said, I've got a hell of a lot on the cards coming up. I got, yeah. and I'm, sta I'm starting the new masters, which was postponed over the summer. Uh, you know, uh, for, for an autumn launch, we, we we're starting in January with the new. Uh, songwriters so that is really going to keep me occupied but yeah we, we're aiming for an august um release i do have a title a working title at the moment which i'm not going to tell you it's a secret it of course of it's course. a secret of course and uh the approach to the album is somewhere in between jerry garcia and homeschooling okay so homes homeschooling was very homespun acoustic you know um and jerry garcia is not so we're gonna we're gonna find we found that we're striking a balance between those things. I want to do it, you know, on uh, my eight track and my four track. Nice. Some in some way, or yeah. shape or form. Uh, but at the same time, I do want those drums recorded live. And so yeah, we're, that's we're the thing. Isn't it? Yeah, we're getting there. We do, we've managed to lay down about eight drum tracks. Um, I received what one yesterday from Dave, who's he's doing some of them at, at home. Hmm. And he was, it was like, well, I, I had to text him and say, mate, we, you have to do that better. It just wasn't very good, you know, out of phase drums and all sorts. Like, ah, oh, you know, uh, so, you know, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We, you know, I'm very excited about it. But as, as I said, you know, I, I can see myself slipping into that. I'm going to be in my sandpit, you know, Brian Wilson with, you know, like big long beard and 
just the whole process of trying to do an album it takes yeah. up a lot of time you know it's no mean feat like have you, have you read the book by the way the brian wilson autobiography uh I, is that the one uh, written by eugene landy is it the one that eugene landy helped write um no this is one i think he wrote himself okay um i've recently read it. i can't remember the title but i, I really i really loved it yeah um, just to say i think which i think you would too um, what I really pick I'll tell you the story really really briefly I love the ways Brian Wilson phrased things so um, there were certain kind of really beautiful little phrases that he put in there and I started right. almost unconsciously really writing some of them down and in the end um, I've, I've written a song uh, which is called Green Tree House because that's where Brian Wilson lived Right. most, most lyrics are lines that I've borrowed from his own autobiography you know so it's nice. quite an interesting idea for a song i didn't i just thought it was a bit of a mad thing to do but i'm really pleased with the song in the end but he's absolutely fascinating so well yeah i find i find the beat the beach boys um i i don't pay i you know i, I i've been through my beach boys phase you know i where i yeah. completely immersed myself in 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 their golden period um, and you know, I, I'm even one who will stick up for Mike Love, actually. Okay. You know, like as a one lot of, the of uh, few. yeah, one of the few, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike Love, not War. You know, it's um, I, you know, he he wrote the lyrics to I get around. You know, the, the, the you know, none of the guys go steady because it wouldn't be right to leave your best girls home on a Saturday night. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's just a great line. Like he he wrote some killer lines, and actually songwriting is melody and lyrics it's words and music you know and you know a lot of us find the music easier a good lyric you know can turn is, is so important you know and um and i think sometimes in in the writing uh, you know brian wilson he wrote with tony asher van dyke parks mike love you know he he needed a lyricist like you know and yeah and, um, he acknowledges and, that in the book by the way yeah good yeah good because i think sometimes the the, the beach boys fans you know the ones yep. i know my mates and stuff you know mm. it's all brian it's all brian it's like well yeah i know there's some killer lyrics there you know what i mean but van dyke um, parks he, he gets a, he gets a lot of credit in the book yeah yeah that's that's when um that's when my glove started um you know kind of being a bit cruel actually isn't it with um with brian what, what is this ego music yeah, you know, we're singing, you know. But I love Van Dyke Park lyrics. I do. Yeah. I was going to ask you one more question. You've almost kind of answered it, but in a, in a, in a kind of a, a short, shortish kind of pithy kind of way. Oh right. Um, you're starting the Masters thing in January. You're going to have a bunch of these people who want to, you know, either are or want to be, or you know, songwriters. So in your opening kind of intro bit, what's the most important thing you'd get across to them about, you know? what they, maybe people should bear in mind with songwriting you talked about melody and lyrics but is there kind of a in your opening things or something you try and get across right yeah absolutely I, I i try to get them away from the idea of looking at songs uh songwriting as a, as, a, as about components you know about melody and chords and lyrics i try to get them away from that hmm. and, and get them to think about we return to perhaps the first point we made about creativity and that is about it's about creativity, and we are exploring creativity. We're, de we're developing and nurturing your, yeah, a relationship with your own creativity. Now that's what we're doing. That's the gift I can give them. I can't give them a record deal. I can't give them, you know, a publishing deal. I can't give them a number one record. I can't promise any of those things. But what I can do my best to give them is, um, you know, uh, to 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 encourage them to be more in touch with their own creativity, and that's a relationship that they can take with them i hope you know uh after after the course and as as we've said you know that that is really important if i didn't have that relationship during lockdown it's become even more apparent you know if i didn't have that relationship with my own creativity i think i would have probably gone under i really would have you know in lockdown one i i i it was a real help for me uh turning to my guitar writing songs and things so 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 i try to get them away from these ideas of you know ver you know like verses choruses so that so then it's so then what we we talk about with songwriting is it's a, it's about tension release you know and and like you know mm. contrast and mm. and repetition and if we think along those lines 
then that opens possibilities up to us. We don't have to write to set structures or set formulas. All we're trying to do is generate tension, release to create magic, really. What a great answer. So uh, good luck with the new album. Thanks for your time. Great talking to you, Matt. Thanks yeah, you too, Steve. Thanks. I hope I didn't yeah. ramble too much there. Yeah, you know, great but, stuff. Uh, you know, it, was, it was nice, man, to talk. Yeah, it's good. And nice to put an education uh, sort of slam yeah, on things yeah. as well. It's good. Thanks, Matt.